Hey there. Welcome to Brave, Bold, and Badass, the podcast. I'm your host, Grace Howes, biz soul nudger and mindset coach for highly driven, soul-conscious women age 40 and over just starting or transitioning in their business. I support them as they work to get out of their own damn way to find out exactly what's causing the stuck so they can move through it to build their business, their wealth, and their lives in a more authentic, true-to-who-they-are way. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into what it takes, the mindset, the energy, the capacity, and yes, the confidence to grow a successful and thriving business your way. You'll also hear conversations, or as I like to call them, interviews with women who've taken the leap into entrepreneurship in this their second season of life, sharing their inspiring stories of how they shook things up and took the risk necessary to get where they are. My wish is that you will be inspired and motivated, but also that you're armed, informed, and enlightened by the words shared here to help you come back to yourself. This is Brave, Bold, and Badass, the podcast. Let's do this, shall we? One of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast is to do a deep dive into touchy subjects like feelings. We've been conditioned over a period of time to not bring them into our jobs. And now that we're in business, we've kind of carried that model into how we operate. Because feelings are hard, hard to deal with, to overcome, to put ourselves through willingly. It's why we go to any length to avoid confrontation, to not feel the uncomfortableness of whatever emotion is swirling about. Even having worked in a corporate environment myself in my early years, that just never sat well with me. I much prefer to resolve, get it out, rather than sit on an issue. But I am an overthinker. I can go over and over and over an issue or situation in my mind and it can eat me up internally if I let it. Over the years, I've come to the realization that dealing or confronting my emotion actually has its benefits. And as a life coach, this is where I get to use my overthinking mind to help my clients access these layered feelings so they can truly understand what's going on for them. One of the ways I do this is that I don't allow my clients to use the words, I don't know. Now, hold on, wait a minute, don't get your knickers all in a twist just yet. It's not that I don't allow them, because I don't control them. Come on now. But I will immediately challenge them when they utter these words, because more than likely, that blanket statement is not true. It's a clever, rehearsed way to quickly shift into another topic that feels less uncomfortable. Because you know, feelings. We use it consciously or not, the I don't know words, to stop further inquiry by others, but especially by ourselves. And I know from my own experience that these words are kind of like 
utter garbage. Anyway, before I go on, I want to let you know that I believe that as women, we are all capable of brave, bold action. All of us. We also have a tendency to repeat, sometimes unbeknownst to our conscious selves, thought loops that keep us from showing up as our brave, intentional, badass selves. Those parts of us that are not afraid to make decisions or take more forward-moving action or even step into risk when it's needed to leap when we don't yet have evidence of the net below us. Sometimes right after I challenge them, most times actually, I'll also ask the question, so what do you know right now? And that opens up the floodgates into a whole new direction that allows the unanswerable, I don't know, the space to breathe and gather knowledge. Because when we're scared to know an answer, when we're hesitant to know what will be revealed to us, our brain quite quickly and automatically defaults to, I don't know. Sometimes we're aware that the answer to the question will take more energy or mental capacity than we have available to us at the moment. And sometimes it truly is because we haven't a clue what's going on internally. This latter one is so true because in most cases, our self-awareness is probably not honed enough to tune into the nuanced indicators that something is amiss. Eventually and inevitably, down the line, after peeling back some of the layers, this I don't know most times is really covering up the thought because I don't believe it's possible. Oof, that's almost too heart-wrenching for me to hear. Like a steak to my always half-glass-full, try-anything-at-least-once heart. This type of thinking, where you can't get beyond your own scope of imagination, stops you in your tracks. If not immediately, then definitely over time, until the default is to automatically not even try. It could be because whenever you've attempted something before, it caught you off guard. Or maybe you came up short, and so the brain registers this new thing, this neural, new neural pathway, as a possibility of failure. So that glitch in your system, repeated over time, is actually notched in place. Now, why is that? I want you to think of your brain as your own internal bodyguard. It is on constant alert as it works out ways to safeguard you. Always, always, always to keep you safe from predators lurking in the shadows. It's how our species evolved and learned to survive millions of years ago. Don't you step foot outside that cave because there's probably a saber-toothed tiger prowling around and it hasn't eaten all day and you're looking mighty juicy like a gorgeous piece of fried chicken. Okay, so they didn't have fried chicken back then, but go with me. Although we are not living way back then, when larger-than-life predators roamed the earth, we still regularly default to the things that keep us safe. When we allow our brain to steep itself in our already conditioned fear, we put up a barrier to expansion, to openness, and to possibility. It's when we don't give our curiosity free reign that we tend to hold ourselves back 
from experiencing something new, something different, or the unknown. It can happen when a new opportunity opens up for your business, or maybe it's an ongoing issue that keeps rearing up in a big way. We default, we press pause so that we can tuck our heads back under the safe container we've built around ourselves to safeguard us, to safeguard our feelings. Because it most definitely is our feelings at play. And if you've learned by example rules you had to follow growing up, or if you've been self-taught through your own life experiences, feelings are a thing that should always be minimized and tucked away. Trying to think big, the total opposite of playing small, does that to you, especially when you're not used to dealing with what it can bring up internally. I don't know, that one three-letter phrase immediately stops you from stepping into expansion and curiosity to learn about that unknown thing that has you running for the hills. Because we all know the unknown is freaking scary. All manner of questions can fill our mind. What if I fall flat on my face? What if I fail miserably? What if I'm judged? What if I don't have the capacity to think or grow that big? Oh, hun, you do. You do. Moving beyond the words I don't know is about choosing to believe in possibilities, your possibilities. And it's about trusting that begins with our own internal knowing. The next time you hear yourself uttering the words I don't know, instead of stopping right there and moving on, Try this instead. I want you to conduct an internal scavenger hunt. That uh, Start collecting the data. By the way, check out the show notes to download your copy of the following questions to always have on hand. Okay, back to the scavenger hunt. I want you to stop and think about why these three words, I don't know, is your first response sometimes as you answer the following questions. Number one. Is it because whatever's coming up is too hard to think about? Now, I don't mean that in a lackadaisical way. Think more mental capacity. And to follow through from there, ask yourself, are you tired? Are you upset? Are you discombobulated from something that's recently happened? Or, interesting about this one, are you hungry? If so, your I don't know definitely makes sense for the moment reset as necessary. By the way, for reference with hunger, I'll use my kids as an example. I realized that hunger was one of the underlying factors why my child was not acting like my child. It became a thing that I recognized with my own kids whilst they were growing up. And I've added to my own repertoire of questions I asked myself, which is why I included it here. Number two, Are you hesitant to know what's underneath it? You're nervous about what it will reveal about you? Hello, self-judgment. Then it's really time to examine what's forestalling you. What's truly getting in the way? Okay, here's the third one to think about that might provoke your automatic I don't know. Maybe you don't know the how of a thing. Defaulting in this respect just puts an unnecessary barrier in your way. 
we tend to think that we need to know all the information before making any decision or taking any action. In this case, your next step is research. Head to the Google machine and get to cracking. Number four, does your interest or attention lie elsewhere at the moment? Are you in a rush or is there a need to move on to something else that's maybe more priority, the next step, event, or happening that closer examining cannot take place and resolving the I don't know needs to be tabled? If time is of the essence, then come back to examine it when you could give it your full attention. Here's number five. Is it your default reactive answer, the one you just generally give? There's another one. You need to ask why. What's behind your automatic, almost absent-minded answer? And number six, is it that you just can't be bothered? So the I don't know is kind of like a regurgitated response to divert your attention. Same as number four to resolve it. Come back to answering this question later when your mind is less occupied. Or better yet, make a decision to allow a span of time five to 15 or 20 minutes to examine what's really up. I actually see this in sessions with my clients where the effort is made to divert the conversation around having to examine the feelings that come up. And lastly, number seven, sometimes an I don't know is because you don't know. You don't have an understanding of what's being asked of you by yourself or another. In this case, greater detail is needed, or you need to ask for more context. You can either choose to pivot and think about what you actually do know to help inform you, what I do with my clients, ask for help to clarify what's being asked of you, or choose to pull back some of those layers and go deeper to find out the underlying, more true reason why this knowledge is not available to you. This is the time to uncover the truth of whatever it is that prompted that broad, indecisive, and unclear answer. So I've given you seven questions to ask yourself to collect your own data that you need to know about why I don't know is such a readily available answer for you. Now, know that there's no one antidote to this conundrum other than to pull back some of the layers, like I mentioned before, that are shrouded in doubt so that you can get to the answers you need about why you don't know, what's holding you back and keeping you stuck, about why it's so hard to move forward or to dive deeper into feelings that are coming up for you. Getting to the heart of what's stopping you from doing the tasks and actions necessary for your business is about finding solutions that work for you and where you are. Your process and how you move through it will look different from everyone else's. And that's okay. This is not a one-size-fit issue or solution. Listen, there's a difference between not knowing and not knowing yet. Information leads to transformation. Ditch those I don't knows. They won't serve you where you're going in your business. Clarity that starts with more tuned-in self-awareness will. Alrighty then, that's the first podcast. Thank you for listening. 
Can I just say, I am so excited about this new adventure I'm going on, and I'm so glad to have you along for the ride. Oh, wait a minute. One more thing. I would really love it if you would subscribe to this podcast and leave a five-star review so that I can get this podcast into the ears of as many women as possible, women like you across the world, who also need to hear these words and know that they are enough just by being their badass selves. Also, hit me up in the DMs on the gram. I am at Grace House all over. Chat with me about what's come up for you as you listened anytime, or introduce yourself to me. Let's start chatting. I cannot wait to get to know you as together we build a community of women who are choosing to show up as themselves whilst creating and working in a business they love. All right. Till next time, be brave, be bold, stay badass.